Hello and welcome back to Ends With Z. It is summer 2023 and you know what summer means, of course. That means it is time to go to the movies. Joining me today, once again, Cecile Munoz and our executive producer, Sean Moe, to talk about the, the juggernaut, right, that has taken over movie yes. theaters this yes. summer, right? Yes, Barbie, Barbie, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer. I mean, Barbenheimer. I mean, even before the movies hit theaters, this this hashtag was trending all over social media to the point where if you couldn't get into Barbie, you'd go see Oppenheimer mm-hmm. and vice versa. And you still or, can't get into Barbie. No, and people who actually did back to back showings, they went to go see what? Barbie and Oppenheimer, which think about it. Two movies on the opposite ends of the spectrum. One's fun and pink mm-hmm. and bubbly and the other one is. Dark. A very uh, dialogue-driven, dark yeah. movie. But anyways, they're crediting these movies with bringing back the movie theater experience. In fact, Regal Cinemas, just this week, mm-hmm. in the news cycle, said that they've come out of bankruptcy. Wow. They have found different sources of financing, and they've restructured their their debt. And because of back. these movies? And they're back. It's so funny, Juanito, you say that because I actually... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have not known yeah. Regal Theaters, but that's actually where I ended up going to see it. I, I know too. that we tried to go see it together, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work because there were never any tickets available. Right. So I ended up seeing it with some friends, with Ashley, who handles right. our social right. media. And I ended up going somewhere in the valley. And? Well, yeah, which is a big thing for me. Right. Because right. the <laughs> other, only other option was at somewhere south of the airport. In, right. And people were recommending places to go see it. And for, if anybody knows LA, you stay in your bubble. Sure. Going to the airport is never a fun thing. Nope. And going to the valley, mm-hmm. you don't go there unless you have to mm-hmm. or you live there. But I actually drove there. It was this massive cavernous theater. I bought one of the last tickets yep. that was available and it was packed. And I can't wait to talk to you guys about this because uh, let me tell you i'd never played with barbies mm-hmm. um i financially my parents couldn't afford barbie so right. i didn't have that barbie right. experience mm-hmm. but i was curious it was it was unbelievable everybody is men and women are dressed yeah. in pink people mm-hmm. the only word i use to describe it is people were giddy and euphoric Isn't it crazy? on the way to the theater. I saw uh, groups of women outside my theater and they were setting up their camera on a planter. They're all dressed in pink to take a selfie. They're so excited to be watching this movie. And I can't remember the last time there was so much excitement to go see a movie like this. Yeah. Right? I would say it was probably Black Panther. Was that mm-hmm. same type of... Mm-hmm energy around the Mm -hmm. movie and people dressing up and excited but barbie definitely has that same appeal Mm -hmm. and just like you i i tried to go see the movie with a friend all week and up until yesterday (laughs) we were trying to get two tickets together really even midweek still midweek no two seats together we didn't sit together with ashley we we could not believe it wow so it's definitely a juggernaut it's still got legs Mm -hmm. so to speak and you know what's interesting (laughs) the studios never released any plot points the um the trailers the teasers were just very fun and bubbly and upbeat you really didn't know what you were getting into and to be very honest, I did go out the night before uh, with my partner, and I did doze off twice in the movie. <laughs> um, you know, so, so I may have missed a little bit of it, but I mean, you didn't. I, I think I pretty got. <laughs> I didn't. No, I you didn't. It. Yeah, 
Yeah, I specifically didn't read any reviews. I didn't know. I yeah, was going to a blind. I just wanted to see what is this mm-hmm. about. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Did you go in cold too, Cecilia? I went in cold. I was yeah. cold about it to begin with. And the only reason <laughs> I went to go see it, I had no intention of going to see it. I wanted to go see, and I will see Oppenheimer because I think it's it's an important story to mm-hmm. to, to read or see or experience. Um, but honestly, I'm going to hold off on Oppenheimer because I I. I just, I'm not in a place where I want to see more sadness. And I think that's part of the appeal. But the only reason I went to go see it is because I was in awe of the massive, I'm going to call it hysteria around it. And we talked about it and we thought, we need to understand what this, as you said, Juan, the movie that became a movement, what is is this all about? So I went in cold. um, Mm -hmm. But I... Otherwise, if there was not so much hype, I don't think I would have gone to go see it. And kudos Mm -hmm. to the studios too, right? Um, They had those plastic giant Barbie boxes outside the movie mm-hmm. theater where people could take pictures with each other. Did you all take a picture in the box? Uh, no. I didn't have a box at my theater, sadly. <laughs> oh, I went to the movies in um, the San Fernando Valley, too, at a Regal Cinema. They had a lot of uh, Haunted Mansion um, oh. stuff oh. out mm-hmm. because that's the next movie Disney is putting out, oh. live action um, Haunted Mansion. But no Barbie box for me. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I really am. Yeah, I would. Did you take a picture in the box? Sean? I didn't, but I would have. I was the box realize, there? Yeah, the yeah, you box did see was it. there. And, yeah, um, I saw it at the Grove, so uh-huh. it was. Oh yeah, it was a big I'm deal. Sure. Um, I didn't realize the significance of the box until I saw the movie. Which okay, what I have my thoughts on that, but what do you what do you mean by well, that? Just why, you know, I thought the box was a fun thing, but when you see the movie, it's yes. not a fun thing, right? You know, to put her back in the box where she stays and stays. so let's talk about the movie, right? Yeah. So, um, Barbie is in Barbie Land, and things start going wrong with her, right? She she can't stand the way Barbie normally stands on tippy toes. Things start happening to her, and she goes to this soothsayer Barbie, right? Which is a weird Barbie, mm-hmm. which tells her who tells her that she needs to go into the real world to find the little girl who's playing with her doll in mm-hmm. real life to find out what's going on and. She travels into the real world, and that's when things kind of take a turn, right? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be um, it's supposed to be a a mirror or an example mm-hmm. of the unsustainable standards that women are held to, mm-hmm. or young women, or mm-hmm. all women are held to, to be both beautiful but not too beautiful, thin but not too right. thin, perfect but be imperfect, and the realization that. That the world isn't perfect, mm-hmm. but that we can uh, still be happy and happy with our imperfections. And so I, I applaud all of that. Right. I mm-hmm. get all of that. I don't necessarily think that that's what Barbie was always meant to be. If you go back in the history of Barbie, mm-hmm. that's not what Barbie mm-hmm. was supposed to be. I think the real winners of, of this is Mattel. Mattel was able to, as a corporation, transform themselves in, in a generation where perhaps people don't want to um, embrace certain labels. And I think that's great for them from a marketing perspective. Uh, I, I, I like the overall message, mm-hmm. but I, you know, it's, it's essentially to me a, a woman, a young woman taking agency of her own life. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just, I, it was a long movie. I could have, I've, I could have just appreciated the, the monologue that America Ferreira so brilliantly delivered about a minute and I'm sorry, an hour and 40 minutes in uh-huh. when she says it's mm-hmm. impossible to be a woman. Right. And she's there with her daughter. Right. And mm-hmm. she kind of rekindles that relationship, too, mm-hmm. with her daughter, which was 
very nice to see, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, I mean, so, okay, so I'm just going to say it. I, it say was it. seemingly, it was entertaining. I just don't mm-hmm. understand the hype. And what's really interesting, I've said this to some people, they get incredibly emotional when I really? say, yeah, I don't think it was great. My God, what's wrong with you? How could you not think it's great? You're not supportive of women. Well, I think what's happening here, right? It's that perfect formula where they put out a movie. There was incredible internet hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are posting about it. They're mm-hmm. planning their lives around it. Like I said, it, it has become a movement. So it's almost like um, drinking the Kool-Aid, the Barbie Why? Kool-Aid, Why? right? Why? I think people just get swept up in that, you know, it, it's it's popular. It's in the zeitgeist. It's in, it's in your orbit. And, you know, hop on the Barbie train. Why don't you? Could be. I think I was just kind of viewing this through a different lens. Um, what like lens I, were you Well, looking? like I said, I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. it. And just kind of when it started... And as it was going on, I'm like, oh, this is a satire. And it's yes, just, I can see that. Yeah. You know, it's a satire on so many different levels on on uh, femininity, yeah. feminism, masculinity, toxic masculinity, and just how all of that, those topics are changing as the older generations die out and the younger generations mm-hmm. take control of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I thought it was very entertaining. And yeah. I thought it was clever the way that they went back and forth and and tried to show how each world was flipped on its head when they went to the other side. Right. Um, I, I just thought it was I, I didn't really think of it as. I don't know more than just that. Well, you're making me think about it a little differently. Well, yeah, I do well. agree with what you're saying. I, yeah. I, do, I, I do. I like Greta Gerwig as a as a as a director yeah. and as a writer. She, I think she's brilliant. I love all her mm-hmm. other work, even Francis Francis Ha. It just was the first movie I saw that she did, and I I think she's truly brilliant. She definitely has something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I agree with those points. I guess uh, what I reacted to is all of those things should be coming into question as is the right of every generation to Mm -hmm. choose to define itself. Mm -hmm. And God willing, we get better with every generation because we've learned from the mistakes of the past. So with that in mind, what I reacted to was the fact that when the Kens come back to take (laughs) control, that the way that the Barbies take back control is by acting like men. In making them start fighting each other, confusing them by by being flirty with other men, which I I I ref, I, I refuse the belief that in order to be considered equal, we have to be like men. Mm-hmm. That was my. That see, was, I, I didn't see that part that you're talking about. I do remember when they were going to change the the, the constitution, the Barbie Land Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. And they they cut to the Kens and they're like, hey. Today's the day they're going to be doing this. And they were just kind of like, they threw their hands up, sort of. They just, well, they weren't going to do much about it. Well, I actually liked the fact that they were talking about the Constitution. They were talking about noble winners. I think, again, thematically, they raised a lot of really, really important questions. And you know what I found really interesting? That at different points of the movie, there were, I think, different things that spoke to different generations. And I thought that was really smart. Because when I looked around the theater, I don't know if it was with you guys, there were, of course, the moms with the daughters, but mm-hmm. there was people from every generation. Was it the same with you guys when you went to the movies? 
My group was mainly mothers and young daughters and maybe a couple, a few couples, but mainly a lot of girls with their mothers or aunts. And a lot of the girls I thought were very young. You know, some Mm -hmm. of them were maybe six, seven. Wow. And I don't know if, you know, they understood the satire of it mm-hmm. all. Probably not. You know, because right? the parts of the movie, I was chuckling and giggling, and I was really the only one because mm-hmm. I don't think they got the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that that's part of the Barbie appeal. It appeals to so many generations yeah. since it was launched in 1964. So yeah. there's so many people that mm-hmm. adore Barbie that I think um, that's why you saw so many different age groups there. Yeah, and I think it also speaks to the fact of of what an icon, what what yeah. the the Barbie image represents, mm-hmm. and and what it says to us. Uh, I think it 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 affects people all over the world, but I think perhaps more so Americans because it's such a an American institution, sure. the the Barbie. Um, so from that standpoint, I think it's it's really interesting. I also think that it's also the fact that we are just desperate for happy, light, mm-hmm. fun. Right, just easy enjoyment, not too heavy because yeah. of, of of all that we live through. Well, I think something like Barbie lends itself to being eye candy for the kids mm-hmm. and fun, mm-hmm. and something more heady for the adults. Kind of like Looney Tune cartoons used to oh, be yeah. back in the day, where they were clearly very adult themes, but it was a cartoon. As a kid, I just you know you'd see Road Runner, you'd see right. you know. Uh, the Porky Pig or whatever, and it just you wouldn't think st- much about it. I still love to watch cartoons. Yeah. I love the old classic cartoons, and I mm-hmm. see them very differently as an adult. They were really yeah. racy. They there was there's they a lot of racy, really <laughs> racist and, and racist too. That's and, right, and mm-hmm. sexually charged. Yes. in a lot of things, yeah. and we didn't even notice that as kids. Yeah. We just thought it was you know yeah. funny things being blown up. Um, I you know I I think that look I I if I were to rate it. I'm not going to give it an uh-huh. A. It was mm-hmm. just not something that I would have rushed to go see it other than just all the attention that is it's bringing forth. But I do think it's it's an important conversation piece yeah. to to you know and I'm really going to think about Sean what you just said. I think it 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 really brings in a very light way all these themes that that are changing and that are being mm-hmm. questioned as they should. Well, I I I think these are status quos that mm-hmm. are being questioned mm-hmm. and the younger generations aren't as we've seen mm-hmm. aren't going along with very many of these yeah. things and they're redefining what these terms are. They're redefining what feminism is. They're mm-hmm. redefining what masculinity is. You know, I think a lot part of the the Barbie theme with masculinity it was the Kens, and then there was Alan. Alan was trying to be the empathetic regular guy, but always on the sidelines. Always right? on the sidelines yeah. because the toxic masculinity right. always dominates and always wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, th- I, th- I thought it was, as a side note, I thought it was personally hilarious that when they go to the real world, they end up in this magical place called Century City because we had... <laughs> I, would, I wanted to ask you about that because that was, it was CEO's businessman yes, Century City. that's our yeah. world. That's my that's world. Right. And so that's where I had... what did you think about that, all that sequence? Uh, did you find it true or did you yes. find it, oh, this is... You did find it true. I did find it yeah. true. I, I had my office at the Towers in Century City, as you know, mm-hmm. Sean, for 23 years. Mm-hmm. And that is the world we lived in. And, and that is absolutely 
that is that is still you know that's the energy that flows uh through the corridors you know it, it rustles through the leaves of the trees and and you can't you can't escape it i i i mean it, it hit a little close to home and it was it was it was fun mm-hmm. and funny for me to to uh to think <laughs> and, my, and my sister actually texted me isn't that where your office was i said yes that's exactly where my office was um but it's 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 interesting when you're we're saying about the toxic masculinity and and I'm very cautious in using those terms because I, I think they could have an, an overreach as well. I think uh-huh. toxicity is toxicity and mm-hmm, it can exist right. in, in the feminine and the masculine. Uh, but I, I think she did in from that respect, uh, she did a great job of showing male and female in these hyper visually representative ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know ken all he did was beach right he just looked beach, good that's what he did right and <laughs> and but fluidity of everything else that we ascribe to masculine and feminine it it ebbed from the female to the male without any red lights or stop signs and so it does make you sit there and say you know what are the new norms? How do mm-hmm. we define ourselves? And the other thing that I that I really, I found, I still think about it. The tagline: "She is everything, he is just Ken." Right. She only he only feels alive when he is under her gaze, mm-hmm. which is flipping it completely on its head. Right. I mean, well, if you look at it like biblically, God created Adam, and then there was Eve. Mm-hmm. Barbie was created, and then there was Ken. It's That's the a same great thing. way to think about it. Yeah, and it was it was mm-hmm. just it was it was just completely. And I found myself for a minute trying to defend Ken. I thought, well, that's and not his mm-hmm. Kennergy. <laughs> Is that a <laughs> thing? Was, Is that Kennergy? Yeah, Kenuff. I, oh I am Kenuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm liking the movie a lot more yeah. after talking about it. You know what? Actually, it. talking about it, it is putting a different light on the movie. I was telling you earlier, and even mentioned in this podcast, I did doze off. A couple of times during the movie and my partner would, I could feel his gaze like whoosh. Wake up. You know, like, hey, you're asleep. And I'm like, I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm here. And I actually did on the way back in the car, it's like, can we go over the plot? Because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything, right? Because it is so pretty. You know, we've had such hot days here in Southern California. The theater was dark and cool and I was relaxed. Mm -hmm. So sorry I dozed off. But um but did he see it differently, Juan? Okay, I'm sure you well, don't he's mind. he's younger than yeah, I, I was going to so, say that. He's a different generation. Um, I think so. he did see kind of what we're talking about here. It's like the toxic masculinity and the way things uh, work in the world and kind of working our way um, through that. And I love that it is creating some sort of conversation. So mm-hmm. maybe we are looking at this differently. Do any of you know Teresa by chance? Do you know the, the doll named Teresa? No. Well, one of my coworkers, she's a Latina. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking um, about Barbie the movie, and she goes, you know, it's really great. This is making me think about my childhood. And I had a Teresa doll. And I'm like, well, who's a Teresa doll? She's like, it was a a darker-skinned Barbie doll with dark hair. But it was a Barbie? It was part of the Barbie franchise? I I don't think it was a Barbie doll. doll, But I did Google it. I think you're right. It was a, a knockoff. And I did Google it. And it's funny, the description way back when, she's in her 30s, a Teresa was made to be either Italian, quote Italian, or Latina. There wasn't a specific Mm. thing. But she said to her it didn't matter, that there was a doll she could play with that looked a little bit more like her. And we talk about this, right? Representation, Mm -hmm. about people wanting to see themselves in movies, in commercials, in toys. 
So she found a lot of joy in that. And she makes that connection, Teresa to Barbie, Barbie to Teresa. So for her, it brought back happy memories and it's, that this movie was was out there. My sister, mm-hmm. uh, who's older than I am, uh, went to, with a group of women. She lives in Arizona. Yeah. She went to see it with a, a group of women. Um, and um, she said that afterwards, there was a, a new member to this this group of women that mm-hmm. that um, do things together. And apparently, she just moved to to Yuma. She's originally some from somewhere in the Midwest. Uh-huh. And she said, I'm so excited to talk about about the movie. So which which of the Barbies was your favorite Barbie? Mm. And my sister said, well, I didn't have a Barbie. And she says, what do you mean you didn't have a Barbie? No, which one was your favorite of the of all your Barbies? And she said, well, we didn't have money. We we didn't we couldn't afford Barbies. We didn't grow up with Barbies. And she said that this woman looked at her and she said, I've I don't I've never thought about a little girl not having a Barbie. Right. And that allowed them to have a very different conversation mm-hmm. about, and so to me, that created an opportunity for people who, and they've known each other, mm-hmm. to get to know each other better. But see, I guess it was back then, right? Even my sister had some Barbies. It was like one Barbie fits all. Mm-hmm. The ideal was blonde, light-skinned, mm-hmm. thin, mm-hmm. small waist, and obviously, as your sister said, she didn't feel like she had a Barbie. Well, we didn't have a Barbie because right. we couldn't you just afford didn't have a Barbie. One. But even if we would have had one, it they didn't look like they, they didn't look like right. us. Yeah, I, I think. Right. I, and so when I went to the theater, uh, when <laughs> Ashley and her friends were kind enough to invite me, she sent me a text and she gave me a list of this person's going to be this Barbie, this person's going to be this Barbie, this person's going to be this Barbie, and I thought, <laughs> oh God, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I started googling, you know. What kind of bar? A, I don't have pink in my wardrobe, so that was problem right. number one. And I started looking for a Latina Barbie, and there it Teresa was. Teresa didn't pop up. Teresa did not <laughs> pop up. But it was funny. All the the ones that came closest to a, yeah. an actual Barbie, they were much later on. They were mm-hmm. within the last 10, 15, 20 years. And they all had massive amounts of hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the yeah. classic. It was it was hilarious. Did so, you dress up to go see the movie? Did you do something different or no? Uh, well, I I found the only dress in my wardrobe that had a little bit of pink, and that's so what see, I wore. You, you fell for it, too. You I, joined I, the masses. I wanted to be, but nobody <sighs> yeah. would have guessed that I was going to to uh to go see a barbie i don't own pink i just uh, but you know i wanted to be supportive and i wanted to and it was fun we did take a picture um look i i'm i'm glad that i saw it i'm glad that i'm giving it a different consideration and that's what movies are supposed to do making us think about it a little differently too i mean other than falling asleep you're making me think (laughs) wow the themes here are are special and you know what everybody's doing a little better right Mm -hmm. um in the news cycle, every time Mattel does come out with a different Barbie, we mm-hmm. make a big deal about it. When Wheelchair Barbie came out, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. The most recent one, I think, was Down Syndrome Barbie. Wow. And there were, um, Mattel went to the point of talking to families that deal with Down Syndrome and people wow. with Down Syndrome to model this doll so that they could feel, you know, part of the Barbie universe. And you know what? When when these things happen, it it is big news. It makes a big deal. You see it everywhere. So they are making a big deal. In the Barbie movie, we saw girls of all shades, mm-hmm. you know, of all colors. Same mm-hmm. thing with with the Kens. There was black Kens, Asian Kens, mm-hmm. white Kens. I mean, they, I feel like they are trying to do a better job. And and here we are talking. Well, about. I have to give 
say hats off to Mattel because mm-hmm. this was a yeah. master class yes. at how to really create branded content yeah. that's not hokey, that felt authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, they were willing to, sh- to show both sides of the positive and the negative of what they've created behind yeah. Barbie. Yeah. They, they talked, they weren't, they didn't shy away from the, the positive parts or the mm-hmm. negative parts. And I 100%. thought that was bravo to them for, 100%. Not, for really walking the walk. And then beyond how they marketed themselves within the movie, the marketing beyond mm-hmm. the movie with mm-hmm. all the other brand partners created this mm-hmm. hype and hysteria that's obviously paid off for them. So so hats off. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a great job. Because mm-hmm. it yeah. could have gone very wrong. I, I don't know who was the executive who gave that green light, but that is a very courageous person. Because to hand over the brand, the iconic value right. of that brand to some to to, uh, uh, to Hollywood, to Hollywood. Right, yeah, and I, address the criticisms and the at all levels. Yes, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So did I. So what does it say about us? It say it says that you know maybe it says that multiple generations can come together and still have differences of opinion. Sure, but if it sparks conversation and an openness of a conversation mm-hmm. about how things are changing and we have to let go and allow things to change the way they need to. Mm-hmm that maybe we can all change the status quo. And it doesn't remind me of any other movie. Can you guys think of any other movie that it was just this this different? Well, I mean, thematically, it did remind me of Which a few one? other movies, actually. As mm-hmm. I was watching it, I thought, gosh, this reminds me of Wonder Woman. How so? With The one with Gal Gadot. Uh-huh. Because when the movie started, she was on Paradise Island, where she was oh. with all the women. Everything was right, perfect. Right. And that was the uh-huh. ecosystem mm-hmm. there was the complete opposite. And women were in control. Women were in control. Mm-hmm. And then when she goes to to the real world, she sees that everything is flipped. Mm-hmm. Right. Women don't have control. Men have all the power. Mm-hmm. Women are viewed as less than. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie that kind of this sparked that same kind of theme was in Black Panther. Because mm-hmm. on Wakanda, everything yeah. was perfect. It's perfect but it's Wakanda, when they go yeah. to the real world and everything gets flipped. You're right. You're right. I, you know, I didn't even think I about that. I didn't think of this either. And and it's that constant uh-huh. utopia, dystopia, and reducing it down to who's in power, who's mm-hmm. in control. Or maybe we shouldn't think about it that way. Maybe we should say when you don't give equality to everybody, mm-hmm. yeah, then you have a, a, this a, a, power a, struggle. This power struggle that can only breed to to negative things. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I didn't. I didn't think about it that way. And it's I, like I told you, I've looked at this movie through a completely <laughs> different lens. It's like, oh, you know, I just saw it for what it was, but then yeah. what else it was. Yeah, and I, I think it was. You know, listen, you might make me want to go see it again. Maybe not. I'll probably have to watch it. You when know it comes what? When it comes out in home video, we'll all get together. So maybe we can pause and stop and pick out certain yeah. spots right. in the movie that uh, we wanted to still. Yeah, because there's obviously there's layers there that yeah. uh, uh, if you just watch on social media, the, pe- the the kinds of things that people are posting, like I told you, I, I when I, I said, you know, I was somewhere and I said, well, no, I wasn't, I didn't think it was great. People uh-huh. reacted yeah. almost mm-hmm. violently. You don't support women. How can you not support that, Cecile? It was fantastic. Did you feel like maybe you were missing something? No, I didn't feel like I was you missing something. You just didn't something. like it, yeah. Well, I just, I, I didn't, as much. I didn't understand all the yeah. hype. Right. I'm thinking about it more, but I'm just saying the yeah. emotional reaction people have is incredible. Well, I think when you have these 
really heady topics yeah. like masculinity and feminism and femininity it just takes on a whole different um perspective yeah and one of the things that i've been seeing on the news and social media that is that a lot of girls and women are taking men <laughs> to see this movie on as a date and really? using it as a litmus test to see what their views wow. are on all these topics and wow. see kind of where they fall on the scale what do you think about that i <sighs> Wow, that's a that's a supercharged. Well, look, I think that when you're seeing when you're, I'm not obviously the expert on dating because <laughs> we all know why. But if I look at it from how you evaluate people, I don't think you should ever put yourself in a situation where you put someone up to a gotcha moment. I think that to truly understand someone, you have to have allow that person to reveal themselves organically. Mm-hmm, that's uh, true. I think mm-hmm. that. You, you don't, no one gives you love. Love grows where you're being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go there to, to allow it to spark a conversation and allow that person's point of view to come through, then I think it's a great thing. But if it's, if you didn't love it right away, right. you're gone. Well, not necessarily love it, but how they respond right. to the topics presented in it. Yeah, I think if you have a... Mm-hmm. a, a a very open and honest conversation. I think it's true. Look at us. Look at where I, I started almost on one end of the spectrum when we started the mm-hmm. podcast. Now yep. I'm really thinking about it Me and going, too. wow, I really like Greta Gerwig as a, as a director. Yeah. My God, this woman is even more brilliant than I thought because of the of the themes right. that, that she brought forward. Yeah, I think it's I think it's smart. Why not? So I, our, to our lady listeners, give, give your guy friends a few <laughs> minutes to, to digest this. I saw this movie last Sunday and here we are. Sean's conversation with us has totally given me a, a new way to look at it. Me. Your view, Cecile's given me another way to look at mm-hmm. it. So no gotcha moments. No uh, gotcha moments. On your yeah. date, right? But let's let's uh let's have deeper, more meaningful yes. conversations. I'm gonna be curious to see what the box office is this third week. Um, oh. just based on yeah. the difficulty that we had trying to see it all together. Yeah. I well, just... second week it was still on top. It bumped Mission Impossible to fourth place. Wow. It bumped Indiana Jones, which I also saw, which I loved. I love time travel. If we ever want to do a podcast on that, <laughs> happy to talk about it. Um, to number three. So it's still it's still one and two are still Barbie and Oppenheimer. Who, if any of us would have taken a bet mm-hmm. that a movie about Barbie was going to beat the machine that is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Right. We would have laughed that person. Well, out you know, of the they room. always say children do rule the box office. People, you know, take their families based mm-hmm. on what children want to see, especially uh, summer movies. So, kids do really rule the roost Listen, when it comes to interests that. Interests are changing. That's the point. Yeah. The status quo is changing. Mm-hmm. So, as always, the point is adapt, listen. Allow space for yourself yeah. to grow. And most importantly, the man you're trying to date or the woman that you're trying to date or the other person that you're trying to date, give them some room and space to grow so maybe you can grow together. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one, because above all else, you matter.